Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Vegan Food and Living's Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Gabriella Clark. With a new episode live every Tuesday, we discuss the latest vegan news, taste test the newest vegan products, and chat to some of the leading names in veganism. everyone thanks for tuning in again welcome to episode 10 of series 3 of the simply vegan podcast how are you this week gabriella what have you been up to i'm good i had my first uh week of proper maternity leave i suppose so i had a lovely low key uh i suppose you could say baby shower with my friends although it was Aww. very low key um so yeah it's been a lovely week how about you Oh, nice. Yeah, well, I was just looking out the window, actually, as I was prepping uh, for for this episode and thinking, hang on, were we complaining about the heat this time last week? <laughs> no, <now> look <laughs> what we've done. It's all our fault. Now it's re- raining, grey, drizzly, and I even actually thought about putting the heating on, but I stopped myself because obviously that would be terrible for the environment and uh, just put a pair of fluffy socks on instead. But pretty depressing for the middle of June. Anyway, let's uh, let's stop our obsession with the weather and go on to our vegan news and reviews for this week. So in the news, first of all, come dine with me, which... I'm sure you've heard of really popular series. I think they're on their 45th series now. Um, They are going to produce a vegan and vegetarian special. They are looking for people in the Bristol and Bath area to apply. You can email cdwm at multistory.tv. You can also find the link on the Vegan Food and Living website. 
and you can win a thousand pounds but best of all you get to showcase your amazing vegan cooking is this something you'd kind of go for Gabriella or would you avoid it like the plague I'd certainly watch it I don't think I'm quite a good enough cook to host four or five strangers in my home and and I don't think it would be my cooking that would convert them to veganism (laughs) however (laughs) I think um it's brilliant you know like you say come down with me it's a huge show really long running really popular um and so to kind of dedicate a couple of episodes to a specific diet like vegan slash vegetarianism is amazing really and like you say hopefully the contestants that go on it really will showcase what can be done with vegan cooking at home um I thought it was quite interesting that they zoomed in on Bristol and Bath um I'm not so sure about Bath but I know Bristol has an amazing vegan scene so um yeah quite interesting that they've chosen that area yeah, I think I don't think they're going to film it in people's homes because of COVID. I think they're doing it as a, a specific location. And I presume you can be sort of based in the southwest of uh, England to take part. Um, but yeah, really exciting to see something else in the mainstream. As I talked about last week uh, with Matt Pritchard, you know, kind of we were chatting about Bosch having their cookery series. Obviously, Matt Pritchard had his Dirty Vegan series. So yeah, the more that we have of this on primetime TV, the better. And yeah, I just hope they get some really good contestants who like show <laughs> showcase some amazing vegan foods. Me too. And it would be nice to see vegan households or vegan contestants then more into the, let's say, in inverted commas, normal episodes so that people can kind of, who are, aren't used to eating that type of food can eat it as well. Yeah, definitely. I think some of the comments on the vegan food and living social media have been that, you know, they wouldn't do come, a regular come dine with me show because they wouldn't want to do it with meat eaters. And I think often the, the if you're the one standout vegan, you are kind of mocked a little bit or you kind of get served something that perhaps isn't quite what you would you know want to eat or I guess you know perhaps you don't want to sit down with a table of meat eaters I don't know but for me where I am sitting at a table of meat eaters wouldn't bother me at all um and actually you know I'd I'd use it as an opportunity to showcase just what can be done with vegan food for people who aren't used to eating it but I totally get that for some people that just wouldn't be wouldn't be up their street so yeah let's see how uh this totally vegan episode goes yeah so like I said head over to the vegan food and living website for the link and 10th of September is the cutoff so on to the food we've been reviewing this week pretty exciting everyone's been going crazy but there has been a little bit of controversy as well around the launch of the vegan Kit Kats or Kit Kat V as it's known um we were sent some a bit disappointed that ours weren't personalized like Kim Kardashian's who apparently had a box of them sent with personalized packaging saying Kim Cats <laughs> oh well I'm not sure it would quite work with our name. So that's obviously why they didn't do it, Gabriella. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's that's simply the reason. No other reason. Not the fact we don't have like zillions of followers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, apparently she's a huge fan of Kit Kats. Um, 
and was very thrilled to receive them absolutely loved them what did you think of them so reviewing purely on a a taste basis I mean obviously it's been years since I ate a a Kit Kat but they tasted exactly the same to me looked exactly the same and when they arrived when they arrived I actually had my family staying with me and none of them are vegan and so I shared them with them and my dad who is uh, particularly fussy and also quite a chocolate and biscuit fan said hand on heart I would not have been able to tell the difference oh wow that's brilliant that's a really good measure actually because I sometimes do wonder when you know us vegans are taste testing things you're thinking well I don't remember what the dairy version tastes like so this tastes good to me but yeah I think the overriding uh feedback in in on social media has been that um they taste yeah taste just like the original I found them less sweet than I remember I don't know um whether that's just I I don't know I like you say I haven't had one for so long um Mm. I think if I I think if I did have a dairy Kit Kat it would taste really sour because I think your taste buds change don't they over time and now if I have anything that's got dairy in it by accident or you know someone goes I'll just try it and I'll have a little tiny bite I'll be like oh it is so sour it's horrid I really Mm. don't don't enjoy it at all yeah it it has caused a bit of controversy a lot of people on socials saying they wouldn't buy from a company like Nestle it and and again it raises a, a debate doesn't it about whether we should as vegans be buying from these big multinational companies who do obviously you know produce an awful lot of products with dairy in so you know is our money going to support animal cruelty through buying from a company like Nestle it's it's a tricky one I think it's definitely part of a a bigger and really interesting discussion I do think as a vegan you are in general, a more compassionate consumer just because you're choosing, you know, not to eat meat and dairy and and fish. Um, So by nature, that does make you more aware of not just what you're buying, but who you're buying from. Um, And I suppose really it's up to, to you and where you're at in your vegan journey, the extent to which you, you buy, look into that, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think there's a place for these products and I think that by supporting them we are showing that the demand is there. Um, you know, who knows if it does well, then obviously they might look to expand some of their other ranges um down the dairy free route. It's yeah, I think it's an individual choice and we shouldn't kind of bash other vegans for eating these things. You know, like you say mm. everyone's on a different uh, journey, everyone's at a different point in their journey. And um, yeah, keep an open mind, I think. Yeah, I can totally see why it leaves people conflicted. And actually, it leaves me conflicted as well, because you are querying what the right decision is and where you should spend your money. But like you say, at the same time, for some people, just having the option there that's convenient is better than choosing to eat the meat and dairy option. So yeah, it's, it's a big topic. So the other product that we reviewed, well, I reviewed because it's been a bit hard to hunt down, hasn't it? The Dr. Oatka Margarita Pomodori. 
Um, I found it really hard to find. You haven't managed to find it yet, have you? No, my hunt continues, but I still have not been able to locate one. Yeah, it's really frustrating. So it's available in Tesco and Asda. I couldn't find it in my local Tesco, which is a fairly large store. It's £2.50 in Tesco. I traveled to a a large Asda store and they had it in there, but it was £3. And the RRP is actually £3.69. So there seems to be quite a variation in price going on. Mm. Um, It's certified by the Vegan Society, um, as is the Kit Kat, actually. It's worth mentioning. Um, it's kind of the signature thin, crispy crust, tomato sauce, grated dairy-free cheese, uh, sun-dried t- and cherry tomatoes with a little bit of like basil pesto. I I did really enjoy it, but it's it's so thin. This pizza, it's it. You kind of feel like I don't think I'd pay three sixty nine for it. Put it that way. It's it's really okay. it's really nice. It's not luxury. It's kind of your you know cheap and cheerful, maybe. Monday night pizza when you've got no food in and you just kind of grab it from the freezer. So it's a great option in terms of that. And it it does taste really nice. The pesto and the sun-dried tomatoes is a really nice touch. Um, but yeah, I just felt, I mean, obviously I, I, you know, it was three pounds in Asda. I felt maybe that was a little bit overpriced for sort of how, quite how thin the pizza mm. is. Um, but still really good to see it. Good to see the options and hopefully they are do become more widely available because to say I struggle to to find a vegan pizza option interestingly when I was on the hunt there was lots and lots and lots of gluten-free options in the frozen pizza aisles um unless really one two that were vegan options um I think I've mentioned before I still don't have a go-to cook-at-home good vegan pizza. So um, I'll definitely try and hunt down this one, but maybe the search continues. <laughs> yeah. Well, to finish off today, we had a reader question in about vegan butter and margarine, which is really interesting, actually, because a lot of my friends who are sort of slowly going plant-based or even making the jump to veganism have been you know, asking what butter do you use what margarine do you use is this actually healthy you know surely real dairy butter is is healthier um again a bit of a a topical debate so what do you use do you do you use like a spread or anything we do I have to say one of my favorite foods in the entire world is bread so (laughs) (laughs) so uh having a, a butter alternative is a necessity um, we flipped between Vitalite's dairy-free spread and the, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, naturally, naturally. Yeah, I struggled to pronounce that as well. But yes, yeah, N-A-T-U-R-L-I. And that one's available in Sainsbury's and Waitrose. It's about one ninety nine. So Flora, Flora is another obviously really popular one. And they recently turned their whole range plant based, but then apparently had complaints from the dairy lovers. So their Flora Original and Flora Light are dairy free and approved by the UK Vegan Society. But the Flora Buttery is not vegan. If you're just transitioning and you're looking for a good alternative, then these products are great. Are they healthy well 
you know, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't say butter. Dairy butter is healthy. It's very high in saturated fats. You've got animal hormones and all sorts of things going in there. So it's not like having a vegan alternative is less healthy than the dairy. Um, It's just whether, you know, these spreads, a lot of these spreads anyway, are, you know, they are highly processed oils. I did a vegan cookery course with Naomi, Naomi Devlin at River Cottage And um, she's a nutritionist and big on kind of gut health and gluten free and things like that. And she was kind of stressing how she would never go near a a kind of a spread, you know, like a margarine type thing and to avoid them all costs. So that her voice kind of rings in my head every time I Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, come across a, um, I don't know, my mum did a load of sandwiches yesterday for Father's Day and I'm like, oh, no. Um, but naturally is is pretty good. It's it's all organic and it's rapeseed oil, water, organic coconut oil, shea butter oil, almond butter, and then some salt and a kind of uh, natural flavorings like organic carrot juice and organic lemon juice. So I think if you're coming from the health angle, naturally is actually a really good one to go for. Definitely. And I do think between the two, Vitalite and natu- naturally, um, naturally definitely has the better flavor the only thing that slightly puts me off buying that one is I find the one in the uh, box rather than the block if you have it out of the fridge for a really short amount of time like the time it takes to make and eat a sandwich it's almost entirely melted oh uh, right it kind of separates very very quickly um, so the block is is definitely better. Yeah, we we have the block and keep it kind of in a butter dish on the side. Mm. Um, I'm I'm a bit weird actually. We went camping a few years ago and forgot to take any butter. And of course, when you're camping, you are really limited, aren't you, on what you have? Mm. And you, you end up, you know, you're not going to be like eating the healthiest you've ever eaten when you're camping. It's a little bit like survival, isn't it? A survival mode. So, yeah. um, and especially with kids, you know. So we didn't, uh, for some reason, I didn't take any um margarine or anything like that but I'd taken coconut oil so (laughs) we we had some um made some toast over the uh you know the grill and um had coconut oil and marmite on it and since then if I do kind of want a spread I just use coconut oil and it does sound weird marmite you know, because you'd think, oh, well, maybe that would go okay with jam because coconut lends itself to maybe a flavor. Yeah. Mm. But actually it goes with savory as well. So I tend to either use a little bit of coconut oil or avocado. I just kind of use that as a spread, but yeah, there's, there's loads of options. And I think just, just try things, just give them a go. And, you know, and the naturally block is probably the closest I say to butter in terms of taste. I would agree and say and I'd say it has the best flavor yeah. in terms of kind of affordability having a good block box in the fridge I'd say Vitalite is a good option if you're more concerned about budget yeah. um, and it does still have 75% less saturated fat than normal butter so whilst maybe it is still processed it's a better option for you um or yeah like uh, with you Holly using just natural oils um I also I have used kind of extra virgin olive oil on a nice piece of sourdough and it does the job as well so Mm. lots of options lovely that sounds good well that's it for our news and reviews section don't forget to follow us on instagram at 
Vegan Food Living and at Simply Vegan Podcast. You can also find Vegan Food Living on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and don't forget to visit veganfoodliving.com. Next up, I'll be speaking to Eleanor Ord from the Vegan Society, who talks to me about their vegan and thriving campaign, some of the celebrities they've got involved with it, and also whether she thinks veganism has become a term with negative connotations in the modern era. thank you so much for joining me today it's great to speak to you hi there thanks for having me we've had a few technical issues haven't we I've really been trying to get the sound quality you know up to scratch on this podcast each week but it's it's really tricky when working from home so um, if you are listening you know we apologize for any uh, sound quality issues but we are doing our best Um, so what's your job title then at the vegan society Um, So it's a little bit of a mouthful. I'm our Senior Communications and Campaigns Officer. Right. And how did you come to get such a cool job? (laughs) Um, So I started off as a volunteer at the Vegan Society. Um, So when I was at uni, I was studying English literature and um, I used to just come in once a week. So I went to uni in Birmingham and then uh, went vegan while I was at university and just found out that that's where the Vegan Society is based and thought that was a really cool coincidence and something that I should probably take advantage of. Um, So I remember just, uh, yeah, getting in touch and asking if there were any volunteering opportunities. Um, I used to just go in once a week and help edit things and proofread things. And um, yeah, then managed to get pretty much my dream job after graduating. That's amazing. So what led you to veganism during uni then? Um, So I was brought up vegetarian um, and always sort of thought of that as um, as me doing the right thing for for the animals and that kind of thing. And then uh, I think it was just when I was at uni, there was a a friend of a friend who was vegan and I'd never really come across a a vegan out in the wild in real life, really. Um, And just sort of, yeah, uh, meeting her and realising how how normal and lovely she was and how she, you know, still loved food and, and enjoyed things. And um, that just led me down a, a YouTube rabbit hole, I suppose, just Googling everything I could think of, just Googling, you know, why should I be vegan? How how can I go vegan? And um, and it was a, a few months really of sort of just figuring things out and learning how to cook differently and um, and sort of, yeah, being a bit off again, on again. And then yeah then it it just clicked and I felt like I had had all of the knowledge that I needed to to do it properly and it's stuck since then. So the latest vegan society campaign is called vegan and thriving I mean is that something do you feel like you're vegan and thriving because I know I do. Yeah definitely um yeah so the the campaign I mean I think thriving is such a a great word because it kind of encapsulates how health and well-being can mean different things to different people um and it doesn't have to look a certain way, but it just means feeling good in your body and feeling um, just enjoyment, you know, enjoying food, enjoying movement, enjoying activity, enjoying learning how to take care of your body as best you can and uh, and your mind as well. Um, and that's entirely what the campaign's about. It's all about 
uh, teaching people that you can get everything you need to feel great on a vegan diet and making sure that people have the tools to uh, to understand nutritionally what they what they need to feel their best and trying to make it as accessible and practical as possible for everyone. So you've got dietitians involved, haven't you? Tell us about that. Yeah, that's right. So that's something that's really important to us at the Vegan Society is always to make sure that information that we put out about something as important as nutrition is um, from the experts really is, you know, scientifically proven and and, um, and reliable. Um, and so we have uh, a dietitian team at the Vegan Society. We've got a couple of dietitians who look at all of the, the recipes that we produce and make sure that they are um, up to scratch and giving people what they need and all of the information that we put out, they make sure that it's really, um, yeah, accessible, like I say, and giving people all of um, all of the right information about different um, different nutrients and different stages of life and, and how to feel your best throughout all of that. And so, um, yeah, dietitians have been involved in recipe creation. We've got some fantastic recipes that we've created this year and we've filmed recipe videos to accompany them um and all of the recipes contain multiple portions of of your five a day and they're low in fat and sugar and high in protein and um but sort of more importantly than that they're really creative and exciting and easy to make and i think people are going to love um yeah getting into the kitchen and trying them out and we've also put together some videos where we've worked with dietitians to um, put together some really bite-sized, useful, practical information um, for people. And um, yeah, all of these resources are on our website at vegansociety.com forward slash thriving. One of your dietitians is Heather Russell, isn't it? I spoke to her back in, I think it was series one or series two, and she's great. That's right. Yeah. Um, nutrition can be extremely confusing. And I, I feel like sometimes the more you read about nutrition, the more you kind of go, oh God, I need this and I need that and I'm not getting this. And and it can, yeah, become a bit overwhelming. What tips would you give to someone who's fairly new to veganism or even just trying to eat a little bit healthier as a vegan? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think you're completely right. It it can be such a minefield and you can feel like you're bombarded with different information saying completely contrary things um, from every side. So I'd say find a source that is really reliable, um, like, like we've tried to put together and like we do at the Vegan Society and take things step by step, I suppose. So you don't need to, you don't need to go out and buy a textbook about nutrition and devour the whole thing but it's about finding finding sources that break it down for you and make it as simple as possible and also just to to listen to your body and know what what makes you feel good um so we we instinctively know that we feel good when we drink lots of water and and get enough sleep and i think the the same is true about if you're starting to eat slightly differently if you um like I think a lot of the time when when people go vegan, if it's a sort of an overnight transition, they can feel a little bit um, like I, I think it's just a a much higher quantity of fiber that you suddenly have in your diet. And so that can make you feel a little bit not your best. So drinking lots of water through that process and also 
um yeah just kind of yeah taking it step by step like I say is probably probably the best thing to do yeah, I did it overnight. And I must say, I did have some of those um, <laughs> effects on my body where I was, yeah, a bit of bloating and winds and things like that. And it was kind of like, yeah. oh my goodness, what's happening to me? Um, yeah. But, yeah. For anyone experiencing that and worried about it, it does go away. Your body does adjust. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's just all that fiber and kind of goodness. It's going, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> yeah yeah so just recognizing that that's normal I suppose and it it, yeah it doesn't last and I think it's important for people to to not 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 accept not feeling good in themselves and just kind of rolling with that like if there's something that doesn't feel right then you know it, it is perfectly possible to feel amazing on a vegan diet so if there's something that's not sitting right or if you've got more complex dietary needs or a more complex relationship with food like it's always important to speak to professionals and to get the support you need so you can you can always go to um go to your gp and ask for a referral to a dietitian or get in touch with us at the vegan society and and let us know what's going on we'll do our best to help tell us about some of the celebrities you've got involved with the campaign i know um fern cotton so vegan and amari mcqueen who's um is he 12 13 now yeah yeah, he's um, he's amazing. Yeah, we I have tried to get him on the show. So Amari, if you're listening to this, get in touch. We really want to chat to you. Um, yeah, he's great, and he hosts um, a vegan cookery show, doesn't he? On BB, is it CBBS or CBBC? That's right. Yeah, he's one of these sort of entrepreneur ways kids. So I'm sure is going to go on to rule the world in the best way possible. Um. Yeah, so um yeah, we've worked with um with a few really exciting people on the campaign. Um so on the on the recipes side, um yeah, we've got some amazing recipes from Fern Cotton, like you say, also from Roxy and Ben at So Vegan, um, and from Amari. Uh, and they're all on the website and all of the recipes that we've included, um, whether we've created them or they've come from a celebrity. We've done the full nutritional analysis on those recipes so that you know exactly, um, yeah, exactly exactly the nutrients that's in them. Um, and then as well as that, we've also done some really exciting interviews with some uh, vegans who are in the public eye and also everyday vegans, just to, to ask them what vegan and thriving means to them. So I think you've had Kate Strong on the podcast before. Um, incredible athlete and yeah all round incredible person and um yeah so we've got an interview with her on the site all about her athletic achievements um that she's done and her really exciting ambitious plans for the future and how she fuels her body on a vegan diet and yeah what what veganism means to her and as as well as that we've got um an interview with uh, Jamal Ledoux, who's a vegan boxer, who's uh, sort of a, a bit of a rising star, I think, in the in the boxing world, and um, and as well, like I say, just some everyday vegans, like um, all vegan and thriving. We've had an advertising campaign where we've got uh, billboards outside supermarkets, and one of our amazing models, who's in one of the um, adverts uh, she's called Winosha and she is um she's a, a working parent but she also just happens to run ultra marathon 
ultra marathons on the side as well. Wow. And um, yeah, it really credits that to her vegan diet and being full of energy. And um, so there's an interview with her where she talks about, yeah, veganism and family life and yeah, balancing all of those different aspects. So I definitely recommend giving them a read. Do you think it, I mean, why do you think it's important to have these kind of big names or inspirational people working on the campaign with you? I think it's just, it's just always interesting to hear from people, to hear how veganism fits into their life or inspires, inspires them, inspires their mindset. For a lot of the people we speak to, veganism is quite foundational to how they view themselves and how they approach their careers um so that it's always wonderful to speak to them because you you feel like you're you're starting off from a point of view of just mutual understanding um which is great but it, and in terms of um of the campaign and vegan and thriving i think it's always interesting to hear about what other people eat to make them feel their best and you know what their quick go-to healthy meals are and how they like to to keep fit and how they manage to keep that fun for themselves. I guess it helps in raising awareness as well, doesn't it? When people see, oh, Fern Cotton, oh, I like her, or I like her, you know, cookbook or whatever. And it kind of... Yeah, definitely. And it's important as well to try and have, you know, include representation within that of people from different backgrounds in different walks of life. And yeah, I'm really glad that we've managed to to include people from, you know, di- different ages, different races, different genders. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm guessing the Vegan Society's had to sort of reinvent itself a few times because it was actually formed in the 1940s, wasn't it? So we're going, you know, we're going back a, a long time. It was 1944 when uh, the organisation was founded and that's when the, the word vegan was created as well, which is yeah, which is quite cool. And I always think it's so interesting to think that it was founded d- during wartime. So during rations and yeah, I think it's amazing how people managed to make veganism work when, yeah, with that as the background. Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? You would have thought that would be the the sort of the least of their worries, you know, um, but it's, it was kind of the start and end of vegetarian, wasn't it? The word vegan, that's how it was formed. Um, was it Donald, Donald Watson, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And, and a few, yeah, a few friends of his were, I think a, a breakaway from the um, vegetarian society where they, they just wanted to take, take the next logical step really. Yeah. It's fascinating. Do you think the term vegan has come to be associated with negative connotations throughout, you know, the last few decades? It's hard to say, really. I think yes and no at the same time. I think sometimes there there is a perception that um, veganism is is only for people who are affluent or middle class or white, or it can be seen as potentially an exclusionary lifestyle, which is, I think, something that we're we're trying really hard to, to overcome at the Vegan Society and to make connections with people from all different walks of life because we we know that these are these are values that you know everyone can commonly care about and get behind. Um, and then of course there's the rise of plant-based, um, which I think we're seeing a lot more definitely in the 
in on the commercial side of things. Um, but personally, I yeah, I just think what whatever brings people to veganism is amazing. What whatever people choose to call themselves is yeah, it's all fine. It's all having the same positive effects on the animals, the environment, yeah, ourselves. Yeah, I guess, you know, you don't have to refer to yourself as vegan, do you? You don't even have to tell people. You can just <laughs> cut out those things and and start eating in a different way. Um, and like you say, you know, there's always the term plant-based, which is uh, has become popular recently. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really interesting hearing all about the campaign and everything. And um, yeah, if you're listening, head over to the Vegan Society website and try out some of those fantastic recipes that we've been talking about. Well, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to the Simply Vegan podcast. Please do drop us a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think. You can do that on iTunes or your platform of choice. Next week, I'll be speaking to Denai Moore, who is a vegan recipe developer, blogger and musician. She creates some amazing Jamaican food, which I'm really excited to chat to her about. So I'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.